Welcome back to the season one finale of Coffee and Christ. Bum, bum, bum. They grow up so fast. Yeah, this is our uh, second attempt, though. We uh, we tried to record the last one, and it just didn't work. Yeah. You might have listened to it, and your ears might hurt, because just the mics were broken. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was going on there, but it was not well. Yeah, but it's okay. We now have new mics. And we're now testing them out. So if these just don't work, then I don't know. We're going to have to retire. Yeah. If these don't work, we're throwing in the towel. Throwing in the towel. Not really. But I think they'll be fine. They sound great. Yeah, I just... This was the conniption that happened last time. Is they sounded great while we were recording. Right. But then, like, everyone heard it, and it was not great. So... But not with these mics, so maybe maybe today will be different. This is the risk we're re- we're running with, but it's gonna be great. I guess so. So we're uh, it's how long has it been? Three weeks, maybe. I don't know. I have gray hair now. I think it's so been it's been at least that long. It's been three to four weeks, I would have to say, because well, we figured out that the old episode was trash, and then we got a then we figured out the. We need new mics, so we bought new mics. They came in, and then we've done a lot to the studio here. It has looked, it's l- never looked better. It looks quite good. Got that foam board up. I mean, hoping to kind of absorb some of the sound, maybe not as echoey. So hopefully this, due to the hard work and dedication of our team, there's just our production two. team. This is just two. <laughs> this should be the best episode yet. I hope it is. The sound quality wise, the echoeyness. Wise, yeah, yeah. hopefully, this is gonna be. I mean, just beautiful. Beautiful. I you can't. know, Jackson's talking quieter than he normally talks. I just, I don't. I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting a lot closer though. Mm-hmm. I'm about to eat this mic. I guess so. <laughs> We're gonna run with it. If it's quieter, then I do know that we will see. Should have stepped back some more. And maybe I'll be too loud. I don't. I don't really know because now I'm subconscious about it and I'm being quiet. So we'll find out. I don't really know. But this is, like I said, this is like some just some testing out. Um, working out the kinks. Kind of getting ready for season two. Which is funny because we made the episode for season two. All in the, like, intentions of posting it. And then we got news that, like, hey, the last episode was garbage. Well, because Jackson needed his microphone off the table. I killed a spider for you, though. <laughs> You did. That was before, though. No, we tried to record it with the broken one. No, but no, the, the Matthew, the our, oh. that was before. That was the week before. That's true. Something happened with the microphones. I don't really know where it was. They're definitely supposed to last longer than that. But, but um, <laughs> they made it a year, and that's okay. I mean, they did good for that year. I was like, they they did their job. They ex- but they experienced a lot in their year. Yeah, some fall, some sand. Sand. Change location. How do we location. have sand again? You had it in your backpack, and like you were transporting the mics one day, and there was like just sand in your backpack. That's true. I think there's sand in my backpack from the beach. Yeah, that's yeah. where most sand comes from. <laughs> and yes. for those of you that didn't know, in case you were confused. Um, but yeah, well, tell us about your life in the last month. In the last How month, has it been pretty going? much. You know what? I can't even. Uh, I'm not going to go back all the days because I don't know them all. But just one complete sentence, it's been great. 
been a really good month <laughs> and uh i'm just glad to be back recording i'm glad that all of this stuff is done all of the uh the mini projects that we wanted to do in here we got them all knocked out yeah while the time we didn't have mics that's true and then once we got the mics we couldn't figure them out <laughs> we have one more project to do oh what's hang that? the string lights remember make it like cool oh uh, yeah here. i don't know how we're gonna do that yet we're gonna uh, find it back and forth won't be hard yeah no it won't be like connecting these mics that's for sure yeah we had to have some additional help to get this working our production team is just we did i guess i can't a, talk i can't say enough good things <laughs> no guys come in from the back come on guys come, on. come wait come on yeah. wait nobody's coming oh it's just us <laughs> no michael Lilly helped us out a lot i'll give him credit so without him don't know if we would have had these mics him working that aggregate device that he created i, I could have done that i don't know what exactly <laughs> it is but whatever he did it worked yeah and so uh if not we were gonna have to buy more things and spend more money which we were okay with <laughs> anything to get it up and running anything for our fans anything for i hope yeah i hope you just haven't given up on us because we're back back and better than ever yeah and now it should be consistent you know now that we have everything kind of working out for us we shouldn't have to like take any more breaks besides i don't know like one of us is out of town or something like that so so yeah you have that to look forward to but dylan what about your month oh wow it's been a wild one <laughs> <laughs> um it's been very good a lot of good things happening you know um yeah i mean i, I don't really, really want to pinpoint just one thing i will say this is a very old man to say, old man thing to say. I get this yawn out of me. Your first yawn on the <sighs> mic. That's the third. You... Oh. <laughs> um, but it has been an ongoing saga, really, for the last month for the city of Cookville to complete their paving project on my street. And I think... Fingers crossed, it'll be done today. You know, I was on that street, and it looked like it. Was it paved all in front of my house and stuff? I didn't go down that way, because it's always really busy. I kind of mm. went in the back way. But, like where I was at, which is further down, it was paved. They started on the end. Oh, did so they? hopefully, and I live four start? houses down on the left. Why did right? they start at the end? I don't know. Well, anyway. I don't make those ends. We are... Praying for the completion of that project because I'm over it. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I will wash my truck, get it looking all pretty, and then go down the road, pull in, and it's dusty. <laughs> my mailbox had dust on it the other day. My grass, dusty. Hmm. Everything is dusty, and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. So I'm not Dusty Kraufhofer mm-hmm. from Plains Fire and Rescue. I'm Dylan. You know what? I didn't even know who that was. Oh, you never seen Planes? Mm-mm. It's such a good movie. Hmm. Is it a lot like Cars? Yeah, but with Planes. I bet I'd like it. They talk. You know the Cars? Now that, you know, I'm going to have to say this because today is, so yesterday, uh, June 8th, was the day that Cars came out 17 years ago. Wow, I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember when it two, came out. So, <laughs> huh? I was two. I, I can't believe it's that old. Movies. And Crossville with my family to watch it the day it came out. Well, I can't believe it's that old, to be honest. I was five. Wow. Now I'm going to have to watch Planes. 
It's it's very good. They have multiple planes, <laughs> multiple movies. Hmm. I watched it in Spider Driving. Hmm. White, magnificent movie. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to get in on that action right there. <laughs> who'd you who'd you say you aren't again? Huh? Who who'd you say you aren't again? Dusty Crophopper. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's the he's the crop duster. Right. But he turns into something more. Oh, please don't. And that is all that I will say. <laughs> Dusty Crophopper is not just a crop sprayer or whatever I'd say. What's it called? I have no idea. A crop duster. Excuse crop me. duster. He is not just a crop duster. He's more. He's so much more. <laughs> He's more. Well, that's great. I'm going to have to get into that one now. Oh, don't get teary-eyed over there. It's okay. Can I watch it with you? <laughs> sure. Will you invite me over so we can watch it together? Uh, I'm going to see you in a new element. I love it. That's so interesting. Well, that's perfect. What a great segue. I don't know how it segues, but we're going to get into the last chapter. Jesus is more <laughs> than just a man. That's a perfect uh, way. Uh, but no, we're in Matthew chapter 28. I think uh, uh, if we, <laughs> if my memory serves correctly, after we listened to it over a month ago, we <laughs> ended chapter 27. So now we're on chapter 28. So um, I guess I, would, I was going to do a recap, but you know, you they, don't, they don't have to do a recap because they can just rewatch it. It's perfect like that. It's anyway, true. Yeah. Uh, so... Out of the 1,071 verses found in Matthew, we're down to the final 20. Yeah, just like that. Easy production band. (laughs) That is something we haven't got into yet, is music, is like little like... We tried. (laughs) We tried to get into music and you didn't like it. I think we could try again. Just, you remember my intro music and you shot it down. It's true. The you shot down multiple, just... but it was deserving and it needed to be shot down. Oh. Well, I think we could find an instrumental kind of ordeal. But, I mean, we just now got the mics working. You're going to have to give us some time. We were yeah. hoping that we were going to finish everything in season one and then get new equipment and everything for season two. But the mics did not want it. They didn't last it. So, that's okay. That's okay. Now we're here with uh, Matthew chapter 28. Uh, You want to read? Me read? You can go ahead. Okay, picking up in verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. And for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, he uh, the guards trembled and became like dead men. And so I'm going to stop right there, because here we have Mary and the other Mary, as uh, as we know from from Mark and Luke's uh, gospel. They're actually finishing um, doing the finishing of Jesus's embalming. Um, but real quick, this is kind of weird because me and Dylan already know like what we're going to say because we've done it. But anywho, we're going to humor each other and we're going to. Real quick, I wanted to go to uh, Mark chapter 16 and read just the first three verses. And it says, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, uh, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us uh, from the entrance of the tomb? Uh, so here, you know, the women are discussing how they're even going to get to Jesus. You know, they're they're going to walk up to the stone, and 
uh, to the tune. They're just going to stare at it. But they, you know, because we learned in the uh, chapter beforehand or at the end of Matthew chapter 27 that the Roman guards sealed up the tomb to prevent anybody trying to steal the disciple, uh, well, the disciples to steal the body and to stage a resurrection or any of those type of things. But, you know, they were curious. They didn't know how they were going to get in it. They were very much uh, just walking by faith. You know, it's it, it would seem impossible for them to move this, you know, two to four ton boulder uh, that's sealing up this, this tomb. And it almost would be pointless to even try to go see them. But yet they kind of still win anyway. And that's the, the point that, you know, I want to try to touch on is, you know, they got to witness a miracle. They got to witness an angel coming down and, and moving the tomb, uh, the the door to the tomb for them. And then they sat on it, you know. And that's kind of the payoff uh, for walking by the faith that they had. You know, you can get to see you know, God do some amazing things and some impossible things through uh walking in faith and let alone, I mean, they were completely blind faith. And sometimes I think we, we limit our service to God to do, uh, to situations where we can see paths that, uh, that end, you know, maybe that we can see that the success and advance or, you know, you know, it, then if we do that every time and we don't walk by faith and we're, we're probably going to miss a lot of miracles. You know, we, if we only pray for things that we think we can accomplish then you know we might never see what god might be prepared for us to accomplish you know if we only go when the task seems doable we'll never uh, be used by god to do the unthinkable and you know all in all we'll, we'll miss the point you know, god doesn't need us in the first place in the end he you know he didn't create me to serve me he created me to serve him you know and he's inviting us constantly through the scriptures that you know you can always see and point out but he's inviting us to join him on that work uh, you know where we're working to de- together to do his will you know god was going to raise jesus on that day with or without the women going up there and so the question was really whether they were going to be there to see it yeah you know one day you may be uh, kind of a miracle for somebody uh, you know not to get big headed or anything but you might be you, you might uh, but you have to be First, willing to walk in faith, you know, to shut, shut out that inner voice, uh, to ignore critics, and to not really care about what everyone else thinks of you. Um, if you're like these women, you might see a miracle. You know? And Matthew says when they arrive, an earthquake, uh, and that's only recorded in Matthew's gospel, that, you know, the earthquake shook both when, uh, when Christ died on the cross and was shown his passion, and now at his resurrection. And now the, the angel has rolled away the stone. I want me to keep reading. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, picking up in, in verse 5. Uh, but the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And as he said, Come see the place where he lay. Then he go quickly, tell his disciples that uh, he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going uh, before you to Galilee. There you will see him, uh, see I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to the disciples. Behold, Jesus met them uh, and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there uh, they will see me. Well, you know, kind of going back to um, verse 2 through 5, and then I'll... I'll keep going here, but 
you know, verse 2 says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. You know, like Jackson said, the resurrection was going to happen whether or not they were there or not. But what I like about this, the way that, that he's describing it, is there was a great earthquake. You know, and the earthquake, a lot of, of scholars and people will say when they're trying to disprove, you know, the existence of angels, they'll say, well, the earthquake is what caused the stone to be rolled away. Oh, yeah. Or, do I? No, I just, I was, or, you yeah. know, if anything, you know, it, it shook it and broke it and it, it rolled away or moved or whatever. But he notes this earthquake, but the earth shook both, in my opinion, at Christ's passion and at his resurrection. You know, you have Jesus coming back voluntarily for round two. Yeah. I mean, more more or less. Yeah. Like, if I was treated the way that I was treated, if I was, you know, if I had the option to come back out of the tomb or not, I'm not coming back out. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't want to deal with that again. I don't want to be put in that situation again. But I think the earth shook because of Christ's passion for his people. Right. Because now he's voluntarily coming back and saying, hm, I'm not done. Yeah. If it were any of us, we would be done. But he's coming back out and he's, he's showing the people, keeping his word and... Showing the people that hey this this isn't over, you know I'm 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 coming back again, I'm ready to to show you that, you know though you made my ways hard and you made me suffer, but anything that you do to me can't stop, can't stop the power of God, can't stop me. Yeah, and that's what I think he's showing here is though he's coming back for round two, you know he's showing what kind of passion that he has for, for other people. You know, he's making, number one, he's keeping his word. Number two, he's making the time, you know, to continue this. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, guys. He, he left his seat in heaven to come to earth. Why would anybody do that? Yeah. You know, if earth is anything, I mean, if heaven is anything like I've, I've read, I think once I get there, I don't think I'm going to want to come back. Why would I come back? Yeah. You know, but you make time for people that you care about. You make time. Even in today's world, if you care for somebody and you want to, you know, make memories with them and show them that you care, you make time. That's just how it is, especially in in your adult life. You never really have time. You just, you find it. You make it. And Jesus is saying, I'm making time because that is how passionate I am for you. That's how much I care about you. No matter what these people have done to me, no matter any of this stuff, I'm here. I'm back. No matter what you can do to me, it's not going to stop. You know, so, um, and then what Jackson just read here in verse 5, it said, but the angel said to the women, um, you know, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who is crucified, for he is not here, for he has risen, and as he said, come 
to the place where he lay and then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and behold he is going before you to Galilee and there you will see him so imagine how they're feeling now because you know we really don't talk about it really at all leading up to this or during the crucifixion you know what they think yeah. or the feelings that you know they're going through so they're mourning and they're coming up to the tomb and there the stones rolled away and the angel of the Lord sat in there and he's like, he ain't here, he's gone. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. he's gone? I mean, what, I mean, imagine the feeling of, of happiness, of relief, of overwhelming joy because now they're going to get to see Jesus again. What happened to those feelings? You know, we're his children. We're sons and daughters of Christ as Christians. Where's our feeling of joy? Yeah. Where's our feeling of, of happiness living in Christ? Because this isn't some kind of fairy tale that never happened. You know, you think about and, and really dissect the feelings of people when things were going on in the New Testament, you know, in the life of Jesus. And, you know, we lose those feelings. We lose the passion. We lose everything. And the passion that Jesus had for his people, the love that he had for his people, the time that he made for his people, we don't do that anymore. We don't have a passion for Christ the way we should. We don't make time in our lives for people that we should. We don't. And we just think that maybe, though we're reading all this, we can't relate to it. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. The earth shook at the passion of Christ. Don't let time take your passion away. You know, just because you feel like you're separated from this, don't let time take away your passion for Christ. Don't let the length of time that you've been a Christian take that passion away because let the earth shake with your passion. Change the room with your passion. You know, we can't cause an earthquake, but we can change a room mm -hmm. with our passion that we have for Christ. Because he's not only changing a room with his passion for his people, he's changing the world yeah. with passion. And you can do that too. No, that's that's perfect, yeah. Uh, I like that when I was reading this, the something that really stuck out to me as far as like passion and stuff like that is that where it says in verse 8, um, so they departed quickly from the tomb with the fear uh, and great joy and ran to the disciples. Um, and they ran in, you know, great joy and fear is what they said. You know, I think we forget that oftentimes, kind of what you were saying on passion, that, you know, as Christians, we're, we're, we're sometimes slow to travel, you know, and, so, and sometimes when we're like that, we're overtaken by sin or we get kind of stagnant or, you know, you can fill in the blank, but... You know, we got to remember, it, does, it doesn't say it's a marathon, you know. Uh, in Hebrews, it says run with endurance, but that's not meaning run slow. So why not run fast? Why not, uh, I heard this say, saying one time, uh, take the basket off your head and be the shining light. You know, we're supposed to be a, a shining light, a city set on the hill, not a, you know, this little light of mine kind of deal. It sounds good. But that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you know, we're supposed to light up the room, cause an earthquake, all because of the passion 
that lives in us with Christ. And so we're going to keep reading uh, in verse uh, 11. You want me to go? You go. Okay. Um, while they were going, uh, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all the, uh, that, that all that had taken place. And uh, when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a uh, sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while they were sleeping. And uh, if this comes to the uh, governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews till this day. You know, this is the, the, the kind of scary and dark uh, cover-up attempt that these priests show. You know, and a lot of people still do today. You know, they, they knew the truth. Uh, we kind of talked about that uh, in the last part of chapter 27, where they knew the truth. They knew that they uh, killed the Son of God. Uh, you know, they knew the truth about the resurrection, but yet they still rejected it. You know, and, and then it says at the end that that lie is still spread to this day. You know, through the years, there have been many... You know, ob- objections suggesting, you know, all this and that about the resurrection. You know, some say that he didn't die, uh, but just fainted at the cross and, you know, spontane- spontaneously revived himself. You know, others say he really did die, but his body was stolen. Or others, you know, even say that, you know, his followers are uh, desperate and hallucinate about his resurrection. You know, these are all just kind of dark and disturbing cover-ups they're all trying so hard to cover up this kind of massive mistake uh that they've made you know you you see the the time that people will take and the measures that they will go to to cover up you know mistakes to cover up things they've done wrong to to make them think that god won't know yeah if i can do this or or that and that's what they're trying to do you know cover all this up don't tell anybody this is what we're going to do take this money and, and all these things and that's not how it works you know verse 14 it says and if this comes to the governor's ears it'll satisfy him and keep you out of trouble you know we spend our whole life quote unquote trying to te- keep us out of trouble as ESV says we spend our whole life devoting ourselves, just keeping ourselves out of trouble, all the while that all we're doing is getting into more trouble. Yeah. Because we're trying to satisfy ourselves. We'll change some of that wording there. Satisfy ourselves and keep ourselves out of trouble. You know, we do so much to hide. You know, we do so much to to sweep things under the rug and not just come to terms with mistakes that we've made. You know, we don't want to come to terms and say, we've not been passionate about Christ. We, we don't want to come to terms and say, you know, I've not been a good person or I've not, you know, we don't want to realize that. But unfortunately we all fall into the trap. Yeah. It's just, how do we handle that? How do we make it better? Okay. So then in verse 16, uh, going to the end of the chapter, you have what's called the Great Commission. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, uh, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven 
and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of this age. So here we get the, as Dylan said, the Great Commission. And there's really three big steps. And all, and all of this starts with knowing the Father. Um, and and had, you know, it starts with knowing the Father and has given Jesus all of the authority. And, you know, when we face those earthly obstacles, um, it will be Jesus who finds a way around it, not us. You know, he, he will give us everything we'll ever need uh, according to his purpose and timing and because he has the authority. You know, and then he, then he tells us, uh, well, he calls us to, to go as ambassadors of Christ, reaching, you know, our world with the gospel message, you know, but we all go differently. Right, you know, everyone has the opportunity to go to a neighbor or maybe someone you work with or like a family member or, I mean, even you're brave enough, a stranger on the street, you know. But some of us will go further, like missionaries or uh, preachers or ministers or anyone who might have like a, a a role in the church. But some like even go vicariously, you know, by they they fund projects. Um, you know, somebody who's going to mission, uh, to do mission work, they fund their trip, you know, or even simply just praying for them, you know, but all, in all of these cases, uh, we are participating, you know, going out to reach this unsaved world, and that, you know, that's the most important part, you know, the, the Great Commission requires that we cultivate, like, a concern for the lost, for the lost, you know, that's what being an ambassador is all about, you know, going beyond to, to gather or, uh, you know, to serve into this world, you know. And then we get to the second step. It is to uh, baptize new believers in waters. And, you know, we kind of mentioned, you know, when we last talked, you know, baptizing, it's so, uh, it's, a, it's like sad to see how controversy that topic is among people. But, you know, it says baptizing new believers in water, you know, baptizing is accepting and burying your old self and putting in water and putting on a new self in Christ. Uh, and finally, uh, we're called to teach these new believers uh, to obey all that Christ has commanded us, you know, which is a reference to the entire Bible. Uh, teaching is perhaps the hardest step uh, of the three because it never ends and is often, very often, overlooked. You know, by teaching, we prepare the the new generation, if you want to say, of, of disciples, and continuing continuing to strengthen one another. You know, and all these things were working in the power and authority of Jesus. You know, um, we we go because we know Jesus is directing us to those He desires to reach, giving us the right words, preparing our hearts. You know, notice it says, "Make disciples," because disciples are not born. Uh, they're not made, uh, uh, excuse me, they are made, they're not born. And uh, the disciples are not spontaneously created. We, we baptize knowing that Jesus has the power to unite all of us, a very diverse group of people, uh, of humanity, into one like-minded, loving community centered around him. And we, you know, we teach knowing that Jesus, by his spirit, will, will make all these things clear. 
so we can grow uh, in faith and grace and the knowledge of Christ. You know, and disciples are made through that teaching. You know, this teaching is not only with word, uh, but with our actions, with our heart. You know, and Jesus sent his disciples with that mission to fulfill. You know, but he did not just send them alone. One thing that Matthew tries to convey in his gospel is Emmanuel, which means Jesus is God with us. And this is the closing sentence that kind of seals the, the deal that he's uh, made since chapter 1, verse 23, where he talks about you know, us, well, him coming with us. And it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now this is kind of a, such a comforting line, you know, the promise that he is constantly present in our lives, uh, and his presence means so many things, you know, just just a kind of blanket statement. It's protection, power, peace, all of that can be found in serving Jesus. You know, there there's a song that I really, really like. Um, it's by Cain. I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, it's a, I guess you call it a, a new age Christian band. Um, and they have a song that's called The Great Commission. And very emotional song, but um, very, very heartfelt. And so we're, we're going to go through some of the words here. It says, I mean, it's written, it's also written from the perspective of Jesus, as if Jesus is singing it to us. But the first verse says, See my hands and look at my feet. It's okay if it's hard to believe. I have faith that you will do greater things. It's my time to go, but before I leave. Then the chorus, Go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. I've got to go now for a little while, but goodbye is not the end. You know, you have the Great Commission, the last few verses of... Um, the last chapter of Matthew, and it's kind of telling him, you know, he, he gathers them all, you know, around him, and he says, you know, go and baptize everybody in my name, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and go and instruct them on the things that I have commanded you. So he's saying, go, in, in a lot of words, but go tell the world about me. Go and tell the world what I've done. Go tell the world about my father. You know, go convince the world to be Christians because I've got to go. You know, the chorus, go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. I've got to go now for a little while, but, we got, but goodbye is not the end. You know, we don't really understand the full weight of Christians being the hands and feet of Jesus. He's not here. He's not here anymore to perform miracles. He's not here anymore to spread his word. He's not here anymore to encourage people. He, he's not here in the flesh. But he left that to us. In the first verse, I have faith that you will do greater things. You know, and that's what he's talking about. I have faith that, that you're going to go and spread my gospel, that you're going to go spread my word, that you're going to be an encourager, that you're going to, to, to do all the things that I've tried to do. I want you to do it now. And Nod Jackson said, maybe we can be a miracle to somebody. Maybe, maybe we can, you know, share something with them that changes their life. You know, so the second verse says, don't forget the things that I taught you. I've conquered death and I hold the keys. He's referring back to the end of 
uh, chapter 28. Uh, Where I go, you will go too someday, but there's much to do here before you leave. Then it goes back to the chorus in verse 3. Um, goodbye is not the end of the journey or the end of the road. My spirit is with you wherever you go. You have a purpose and I have a plan and I want you to think about that. Um, I'll make you this promise. I'll come back again. So, you know, that's a powerful statement when he's saying goodbye is not the end. It's not the end of the journey, not the end of the road. My spirit is with you wherever you go. Kind of like what Jackson Uh, just alluded to, you have a purpose and I have a plan. You know, there's so many people that continually go through life and they wonder, you know, well, what is, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And, you know, I've taught several classes about, you know, my purpose in life is not the job that I do. My purpose in life is not you know, the person that I marry one day, the pur- my purpose in life is in all, any of these things. My purpose is Christ. My purpose is to take the Word of God and to bring glory to it all the time and to let that shine through me in every situation of my life forever. You know, that's my purpose and He has a plan for us. You know, so if you've wondered maybe what this purpose is, maybe what you're supposed to do, and you and you continually say you don't know, well, well, I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to this for the very first time, and for some reason you picked the season one finale to be your first episode, I can't stand people like you, but hey, you know, Jesus loves you, um... And maybe you're wondering, what what is his purpose? The last 50 episodes of season one tells you about it, you know. And we tried our best to base it out of the Bible art. Some of our opinions may be in there. But you will understand, if you'll just listen, what our purpose in life is. Not me and Jackson hour. I mean the entire human race. What our purpose is. Guys, our purpose is Jesus. There's a lot of people that that listen to this podcast and if you don't know Jesus, go back and start in episode 1 and by the end of it you'll know a little bit about him. So we've been super excited and had a great time and we cannot wait to come back and share some more things with you in season 2. We out. We out.